0: Well, it's been an interesting waiting time for the career, and a little bit of excitement, which I'll tell you about in a minute. So this is my field report, sat down at the end of the valley watching the pregnant females. <laughs> in vain, as it turns out, but I was very hopeful. Here we go. So the two that are heavily pregnant are Talia and Roslyn. I'm just trying to see that I can see them. Come to watch them, I'm not sure which ones which Okay, so there's Talia, that looks like Talia. No, that could be Megan. Turned sideways on, it's now Megan, okay. There's a bit of staring going on, what's that that about? It's just from rustling now. Now she's having a roll. The swallows are really busy over the lake this morning i'm just wondering whether it's from yesterday which was it was a flying ant day because it was just really hot and, and the hu- humidity was there as well so we had all the flying ants and it just makes for a lot because they end up and get, get blown onto the lake and stuff so they've been zipping over and, and dipping down and picking up the, the flies either that or they're just gathering but there's there's loads and loads of them, a lot more than normal obviously come visiting that's crashing sound of Lily in the trees, wiping herself, keep her flies away. One of the little ones got left behind. <laughs> so Betsy wandered off with the others, and there was a bit of a panic where the little one, Lena, was trying to find where people had gone. Uh, so uh, Betsy and Anne Harrod, which is last year's baby, went hurtling down the footpath through the trees. And they got back to where they needed to be. And Lena came rushing across the little causeway, but I was always a bit concerned she's going to fall off that. But she did really well. And they were reunited, and then they they cantered back (laughs) to join the others. Oh, dear. You you get left behind, or you you take a turn and go the wrong way, or you think you're following along with, and actually you've been left behind. And the mum thinks the baby's there, and the baby thinks the mum's there, and they're in separate groups. (laughs) But they learn, they adjust, and uh, yeah, no harm done. So the other day, uh, Saturday, we had an interesting adventure. I'd never really thought of Millie as being a bit of a stick in the mud, but she certainly was on Saturday. So we'd been waiting and watching and nothing. And so we, we, kind of went up, Sue went up and fed the boys up on the hill and then came down and as she came down, she came along there was a whole bunch of them, some were in the car park some were in, on the, the other far side of the of the lake, on the bank and we came down and she came down along a bit further and then noticed there was something black at the end of the, you know, the side of the finger and uh, realised it was an alpaca stuck in the mud so poor old Millie there's a bit of a a dip and then the, kind of a rise in the silt and on the rise all this really luscious looking grass had grown and I think she just thought she was going to walk out to to have some of this grass and as soon as she stepped off the the hard part she, she disappeared into probably almost two metres of, of silt and got herself well and truly stuck and just out of reach, just off the edge so I, I got as near as I could I went got some bits and pieces and we got a bit of wood and we got a spade we we're trying to kind of release things but she was just too far out and, and then as i'm trying to do this thing i'm just realizing i'm sinking further and further in and we're starting to get st- stuck myself so i thought this is not a good plan and uh couldn't get hold of my usual helper neighbor with his equipment and his knowledge so we ended up having to call the fire and rescue service and they they came they sent the tactical officer first and he came and there was a, also on the way was a, a fire fire tender so that came as well and <laughs> and then there were others that arrived as so we had we had then had to have the the special water team come and it was just slightly out of reach we couldn't quite get it she was okay started to get a bit more agitated the longer she was stuck and the more people that arrived we tried to keep her as calm as we as we could we ought to have, have the vet out to give us some uh, sedative injection just to, to calm her down for, for when we did get to the point of being able to extricate her so that would be interesting Millie, <laughs> Millie, Millie, what are we going to do with you so she was kind of stuck and she wasn't sinking fast or too far. I managed to get a pallet turned over and flat on the, on the mud so it, it kind of would take you weight. It was a little bit, it was dipping in and but uh, it was a bit of a challenge really. And this thing of obviously you've got to do something and trying different things and, and trying to avoid that rising panic. That just kind of creeps up on you. That rising sense of uh, not knowing what to do, trying things and they're not working and they're not suitable. And have we got any rope? And have we got any? And how on earth do you get out there to get the rope rounder anyway? So it was a bit of a, an interesting process. Anyway, so once the fire brigade arrived, we were able to to let them take the lead, and they know what they're doing, and they've got the right equipment, they've got the right experience. Uh, but they'd never done alpacas before. That was a first for them, which is nice. So then we went on and uh, they eventually managed to get the, the vehicle close enough. We were stuck on the finger, so he couldn't get a vehicle up close. We managed to get an inflatable, it's an inflatable marsh raft. So what happens is it's got a hard surface top and bottom and it's got an inflatable bit in the middle and they, they used a, a tank of something um, compressed air or goodness knows what I'm not sure what they filled it with really anyway they used that to inflate the, the this uh, raft and then they were able to put that onto the water next to Millie and they gave a firm surface <laughs> which the vet had to use to go over there and check her and and then give her some as much as she could tell, heart rate was okay, and you know, all the rest of it. And she's pretty, pretty healthy as Millie. Really. And uh, so I gave her some sedative, and uh, that was just then waiting while that took effect. Yeah, I didn't feel too too free to take photographs and videos. So I've got some. I'll share those on the on the website, on the episode notes. Yeah, it's simple, straightforward, steady progress it wasn't a a rushing at it wasn't a panic uh, which was slightly easier she'd been stuck for a couple of hours by the time we got to the point of the vet getting to her and then um it was then managed to get a (laughs) it was the youngest member of the team who it was all kitted up they had their their equipment on They had their overalls and things they were uh, a bit like um actually they were probably wetsuits looking at them and he had this long arm um, with a, a little rubber glove on the end. I wasn't sure how how that was going to help him for what he had to do, because he had to reach underneath Millie with the end of a strap. And uh, But that's all under mud, of course. So he reached as far as he could and somebody was able to catch it the other side and they managed to get this strap under her belly area and then they just looped it back and, and were able to get to the point of being able to pull. So there's about five guys and then just pulled gently because you've got to get rid of the you've got to kind of break the suction of the mud it's a challenging environment so that's what we were able to pull a clear out of the mud when she was a bit spaced out when she decided she's going to st- stand up and of course if i'd been prepared i would have had all my bits and pieces there ready but we were running backwards and forwards as it was um and panicking and and not really thinking as clearly so there were some things that i didn't pick up so i didn't have a strap to put but Put around her neck just to hold on to her so we ended up with this rope that the fire brigade gave me uh they tied a a, a, a clever knot which i'm not quite sure what it was probably a bowline or not i'm not sure it was a bowline whatever it was it was a fixed knot anyway but it was a loop that went over her head and i was able then to kind of uh use it as a lead uh, it was very loose but we managed and and then walked her along uh, and there are a few bits where she. <laughs> Sorry, no. I do not want to go that way. I do want to go back to be with the others. So I had to let her back into the field with all the others, who had closed in. So we had three or four fire rescue vehicles. and I don't know, if it was ten or ten or twelve members of the team, which included a uh, woman there as well. So it wasn't all guys. They were able to to then wash themselves down, sort of hose, <laughs> hose themselves down, get rid of all this mud and hose the the marsh raft which was a very useful thing to have not sure you'd want to keep one around you don't need one all the time but so that was uh millie's adventure millie the stick in the mud who knew so that was hours and hours (laughs) at the end so we put her in the stable kept her in overnight and she was fine she still got mud on her she won't let me brush it off It'll it'll all just kind of break up and and turn back to to dust, and she's looking fine. She, she no, I gave her some food when we got back in the stable, and uh, she was okay. Uh, didn't like being kept in, and and her youngster from last year really didn't like being kept away from her. So in the end, uh, we got the youngster in and kept her in overnight. Turned the light off, and she did settle then because she was a bit wanting to be out and away and away from, back with the others really uh okay then in the morning she was fine so that was good i did tell the girls this morning about the weather so those that are expecting i did tell them it was today was a good day gonna be sunny all day oh they're enjoying grazing and being under the trees and things, but there's no sign of any babies what are they like eh So you will be pleased to know that Millie is doing fine. She's being a little bit circumspect, <laughs> keeping away from the lake, but yeah, no, she's, she's doing fine. And the others, well, they still look very heavily pregnant and there's no sign of, oh, no, there were some signs. No, no, there, there's no action. Oh, there's something. No, there's nothing. Uh, so we're at that kind of phase. It's fairly normal. Uh, there's a couple of them really waddling there's a couple of them I'm going do you know I'm not even sure you're pregnant which is usually this is where I get into the perhaps there's another explanation perhaps they're not really pregnant at all and that's usually when they start to give birth so we had another one that arrived on the Sunday the day after Millie's adventure uh, which was lovely and she's a a baby pea we're thinking Pearl Um, but we shall see Uh, I think probably Pearl yeah lovely lovely colour fleece very uh it's a light fawn really overall and then slightly darker on the neck and up the head howell has been really prolific he's the the main one this year um and there's this colour on the top of the head it seems to be a little trademark of his i don't remember it coming through quite as strongly before but anyway so we've got three that look very similar to each other, and you've got to kind of work out exactly who's who when they're running around. So the little ones are having great fun and playing. They're two little boys. So Nidian, who's slightly younger than Myrig, and uh, but they do ha- don't have play like boys. They they were having a little wrestle in, the, in the, having a little wrestle in the car park this afternoon, and uh, they were biting each other's legs they've started playing now with their mouths open so they are kind of getting ready for they're doing the dodging and the weaving and the the, the kind of the wrestling and myrig was was uh, okay from where where i come from from the northeast it would be a dunch can you it's kind of an on, onomatopoeic word a dunch it's kind of a a crunching push shove kind of thing so that's what <laughs> what little myrig was doing with his sister oh dear so he was a year older and he was just kind of pushing up against her and kind of seeing how fast, how far he could shove her. She wasn't best pleased, but uh, she was very patient, really, considering. So, yeah, so he's, they'd really be having, like, boys, much more so than last year. The, the two boys we had last year were much more <laughs> just in the mix, whereas these two are right at the front of everything. And, and little Nidian is, is like a coiled up spring. He stands there and he, he looks around. And he's just looking for mischief. He's just looking for, what else can I do? What are, who else can I get to play with me? So he's going to be, I think, he's going to be a little bit of a handful as he gets a little bit older. Cause he's, he's not. <laughs> he's just so young at the moment, but he's already showing very strong signs. And his mum keeps losing sight of him and, and having little, hmm, hmm. And uh, he's off doing something somewhere. But that's good. Lena keeps getting dis- separated from from Betsy. And uh, she was in the stable, Betsy was, and I'm not sure who moved. I'm not sure who moved, but somebody moved and Betsy lost track of of (laughs) where Lena was. So Lena's in the car park with the others and Betsy's in the stable and she's starting to cry out for, where's my baby? Where's my baby gone? And uh, she didn't really want to be told. I did try and help her, but she didn't really want that. And so I went and fetched Lena out of the car park. And all, she, all Betsy did was shout out the window. And uh, that didn't really achieve very much. So <laughs> Lena went back out with the others into the car park. They're kind of getting used to me being around. Um, but also, it's probably just as well they don't need coats at the moment because they're getting to the point where I can't catch them. But as I've said before, if you can't catch it, you probably just need a coat. So we've got good weather at the moment. It's dry. Uh, not too sunny. Certainly not cold. A little bit of heavy dew at night, but it's it's not too cold at night either. So they're they're doing okay. So they're okay for about a week, I think, looking at the forecast. But who knows? Because it keeps changing. So we're still watching the the two pregnant ones, and they're showing no sign, really, of delivering. Um, there is that kind of settling. There's a, there's an interesting. I've got a, I'll put a picture in in the episode notes. There's a little settling down the side, and you get this kind of hollow dip. Um, there's a bit of a dip towards the back anyway and the the older ones particularly would have that a bit more noticeable but the ones who are heavily pregnant and the the baby's kind of settling ready for delivery mm, relatively speaking you know within a little (laughs) while-ish it's very precise science I know so you you get this kind of hollowing on the side there at least some of the time and you can see there's a sign but it doesn't necessarily mean that the baby is being delivered now it just means things are moving in that direction. So we shall carry on watching and waiting. Meanwhile, they're lovely and relaxed and uh, just enjoying the grazing and getting out and doing things. So they're about due for their evening feed and they're just sort of bringing themselves in nearer to the stable ready for that. I'll go and do the boys. I have told them about their their offspring. I'm not sure they really understand what I'm doing about it at all. And I pretty sure they wouldn't know them if they did meet them but yeah so the boys are doing well and the girls are doing well and everything is good but we just keep watching and waiting great to have had you here and do remember the facebook group and the website for the episode notes and the videos and pictures so yeah go spend some time with an alpaca if you can and hope to see you again soon bye for now This is The Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hedlund. Have a great day.